All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode, but this is a very special episode because joining with me today, we have a real world icon. Melinda, how are you doing? <laughs> I am so good. Thank you for having me on. Thank you to everybody who is listening and or I don't do do watching too. However oh, yeah. you do it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love that. So uh, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to connect with you. So thank you. Yeah, we, we talked off the recording, obviously, about how I've heard great things about you. This is something I've been wanting to do. Um, and you've come up as a request quite often, actually. Aww. So, yeah. Well, I thank you for that. I appreciate it. I That means a lot to me. I know I'm not like the most polarizing person, um, but uh, I think I'm fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> so I obviously alluded to you being an icon. Um, I feel like with telling the story about real world, whenever you hear real world seasons, Austin's always one that comes up as one of the more popular ones. And mm -hmm. you obviously played a big part of that. When people, like, if you see somebody, let's just say, like, a fan, like, bumps into you on the street or something and refers to you as, like, an icon, is that, like, ever, like, weird for you? Because I know, like, with um, people, when they do things and then, like, they're referred to, like, oh, like, I saw you in this, it could sometimes, like, be weird for somebody to get, like, a compliment like that. Has that ever been, like, a weird thing for you or do you kind of embrace that? I will say being called an icon, that's like a, a shocker sort of thing to me, but I understand why. Yeah, I think our season was a really great season. We had such real hard things, real life things that people were going through, but then we also had, you know, like like funny stuff, and I think it was really, really overall a really great season. So I understand that, and my relationship with Danny was a huge part of it. So I understand that, but I'm always grateful and thankful to anybody who comes up to me. The other day I was actually in a home goods and uh, a woman came up to me with her son and it was like just super sweet. Like I feel like the, most of the people who come up to me are, are gracious and kind and nice. I, I, it's been a long time since I've had somebody be a real ass to me. So I embrace it completely. And um, I think all stars also gave me that opportunity to kind of show another side of myself. So I feel like I've actually been able to get a different sort of fan base from that too. And like, I'm not a big social media person. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't post a lot. I'm not, you know, looking for monetizing and, and things like that, but I do like connecting with fans. And I, I still, to this day, from my loss that I had in 2021 with my miscarriage, I have people email me still or DM me constantly. And, um, I'm still trying to get back to everybody. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's been two years since it aired and people still have that connection with me. So I definitely try to embrace it and I'm grateful for it because I think going on that show has made me who I am today. It's taught me a lot about life and people. Um, so for a long-winded answer, I <laughs> hope that made sense. No, definitely. When you came on to All Stars 2, like, was it your intent? Because I know from what I saw with the discourse online with everybody talking about that, you talking about your loss certainly, like, resonated with a lot of people. Because for those who have dealt with or are familiar with loss themselves, seeing an issue like that be talked about on television was very powerful for them. Did you have intentions going in? Like, I want to be sort of like a, you know, advocate for this and people can kind of maybe even use my loss as sort of strength for their own, maybe? Or was that not even an intention of yours? 
So when I got asked to go on All Stars, I actually started out as an alternate. And I was literally at that point in my life, I was going through it. I was in the thick of a bunch of stuff that I, I mean, I felt like I was drowning. I didn't know if I was going to be able to come up for air. And like my son, Camden, my older um, son now, he was kind of like my ray of light, you know, like that was helping mm. me get through everything because it was just I don't know. I, as losing a child, I can't even imagine an adult child, but uh, or an adult, but like you know, having a baby at full term and losing them, or a little baby at three years old or whatever. I don't know how people bounce back from that. But my son really was beyond everything for me. Like if if it wasn't for him, I don't know if I would have got out of bed. You know what I mean? Like it was just it's something that pushed me through. And then I got the phone call about All Stars. And they asked me if I would go on as an alternate. So basically, you're telling me it was two weeks, you know, paid vacation, basically. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, my God, I needed this. And in my head, I never thought I was going to be asked to go on to the challenge. Obviously, I wasn't a great competitor back in the day. I feel like I was super insecure and not confident in myself. So I never gave everything that I had. And through my trauma, I was starting to really, you know, therapy helps. Um, but I was really starting to realize who I am and what I am made of. And people go through all sorts of traumas and loss and it's either going to kill you or it's going to make you stronger. And I didn't want it to kill me. So I was like, okay, I even was messaging, um, you know, some of the other cast members who I had heard were going and I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I want to go. Right. Um, so then when I actually got bumped onto full cast, I was shocked. Um, so long story short, I had no intentions of even bringing this to light, talking about it. Because in the past on the challenge, if you were going through anything, if you were sad, if you were hurting, whatever the situation is, it was used against you. And I just thought like, wow, like this is something I'm going to have to just, you know, basically it was an opportunity to put it on pause, as weird as that sounds. Um, but then when I got into the house, everybody's talking about their kids or losses that they had or trauma. There's people who had just recently lost a parent. Um, and not that it was shown on TV, that maybe wasn't what they wanted to talk about. But the more I was talking to women about what I went through, it became apparent that like, hey, I've gone through something like this too. And I never thought that I would be the face of, you know, a miscarriage and especially on the challenge, but the directors that they have when they're talking to you, they're good at what they do and they know how to bring things out of you. And I am, I think part of the reason I got cast on the real world is I'm an open book. Mm -hmm. I don't really hide a lot about myself um, because I feel like everybody goes through shit and it's up to you what you do with it. And I think that's, you know, the directors kind of knew what I was going through and they kind of let me kind of take the reins on that, which I appreciated. So I had no preconceived notions of going into the challenge and being like, oh, I'm going to share my story. But I am beyond proud that I did share my story because I do think especially after reading so many of the messages that I've received from women, there's so many women who've gone through it alone. There's women who've gone through it and never told anybody they've never dealt with it. And I just got goosebumps thinking about that. Like I had such a great support system that 
you know, without that, I, I don't know how some of these women are able to, to go on and continue their lives. Because if you're going to have a child and you're looking forward to it, you plan your life that way and you have that loss. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a big loss. It's a big hit. Um, so I am happy that I, you know, shared my story and I'll continue to share whatever stories I'm going mm-hmm. through. Um, but for me, I think if it helped even just one person, then I made a difference. So. Yeah, I think from like, I'm looking at both ends of the spectrum here. I think obviously with you sharing it to the audience watching at home, but then you sharing it like within that bubble to the, the you know, the people, the cast members was probably therapeutic for you. And like, yeah, you, you, I'm sure if you would have bottled that up during that experience, it might've possibly hindered your time there. For sure. Possibly. And I will have to say like, as weird as it sounds, the men in the house were the most like doting or understanding or like um, being there for me, like to just talk about it, which is surprising to me, you know, like men, obviously they don't go through what women have to go through. Like, not that my husband didn't have a loss with this baby too, but he wasn't going through all the physical and I mean, your hormones are crazy and all that, but for men in the house to actually, you know, take the time and, and listen and ask questions. It really, it was all stars two was one of the most amazing things I've ever done for sure. I can say that. And it, I, it shows the growth of, I feel everybody from back in the day to now. And yeah, it's a, a challenge and a sports show, but you know, the people who are on all stars, we, we were on those old shows because we we give ourselves to the people, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it? Um, but it was it was definitely therapeutic. Uh, it was definitely an opportunity for me to kind of get it out and talk with other women. That and maybe I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I did post about it when I was going through it, what had happened. Um, but I don't know if I would have continued the conversation if I hadn't had the opportunity on All Stars. I, I think another reason why that resonated so well is because that was like one of the main reasons why the show was so special in the first place back in the days, like yeah. people talking about their, um, you know, real issues and real life problems. Um, so mm-hmm. for you on your all stars Two experience, are you able to pinpoint maybe something about like now with having done all stars that you maybe like better than you did filming the shows back in the day and then vice versa? Like, does anything stand out for you? Um, the biggest thing for me is just that it was more like, like season two, even though, you know, it's kind of like that side of the house against this side of the house, we still all hung out and we still had fun together. And even though there was, you know, the challenges and stuff going on, it was still seemed a little bit more lighthearted than I remember it being in the past. Now in the past, if, you know, you were the one that's like kind of, you know, in the line of fire, people would kind of just like isolate you and nobody Mm. would talk to you. And it's not, it wasn't like that. It was like, you know, we've all been through some shit. We've all been there and let's still have fun together. And I appreciated that because obviously me and Nehemiah, our backs are against the wall a lot. Um, but we still, you know, I still enjoyed having conversations with people and didn't was like, you know, you voted me and I'm not going to ever talk to you again. Like, I like that. I appreciated that. I, I think it makes it more, I don't know, it, it's weird to, to say, but it was like, it felt homier or like cozier, oh. like, <laughs> you know, compared to like in the past on the challenges, it, for me at least, it always felt like 
a show. Like it always felt like mm. um, them against us in a bad way, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I did like how much freer we were back in the day on the challenges. I mean, we used to be able to leave the house and, you know, go on a run. We had phones in the house. We had internet <laughs> access. I mean, we have none of that now. So that's like, that's the hard thing because when you're there, it's mentally you're there. And if you're checked out anyway, it's harder for you. I mean, we, some other cast members were going through some things too on season two that was just really, really hard for them. And ultimately it messes with your game too. But so I actually, I love all stars so much. Like I think it was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I think like your, your first season of the challenge, I believe was fresh meat, right? Yes. And I was fresh meat too, you know, like, Uh (laughs) so it was, so I, I always still to this day, I feel so bad for Ryan because it's like, I was considered a veteran because I was on a previous show. I was, I was like just as stunned and in awe of some cast members, just like everybody else was. And I didn't know what was up or down at that point, but that was luckily Ryan and I are good, you know, but like I would have hated being my partner back then. (laughs) I think fresh meat. I, I always heard was one of the like glaring seasons where people were able to just kind of like leave for the day and go to a hotel or something and come back like when they're ready to film again. Wow. It was, it was, and the, like, there was really no, um, limit on drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, you could, it was just, it was so different. It was, and you know, that was, I don't even can't even think of what number season that was, but think of what it was like in the early, early days then oh. how much freedom and whatever they wanted to do was, it was probably what was awesome. But now I understand why they do it. Doesn't mean I love it, but I understand why they do it. But <laughs> but Fresh Meat was cool. I honestly, I I wish they would have kept with that format more so um, of bringing people on because I feel like the uh, interviewing process that you went through was more hardcore. Like they really got yeah. stuff out of you. Yeah, and it wasn't just, you know, about how many followers you have and stuff, which I I see online, and I'm not against anybody being on the show, Big Brother or Survivor or, you know, any other show that comes on. That doesn't bother me whatsoever. I just think it would have been cool to keep vetting people the same way they did for Real World to get on. Because, I mean, most of the people who got on Fresh Meat had either auditioned for, I think, the Road Rules reboot or real world at some point. So I think that there's just, there's more meat, you know, to us than just kind of like, oh, you know, like we all have it in us to give you good show. (laughs) Right. There's a, there's a lot of layers you're going to find to layers. That's the word. Thank you. Yes. There's a lot of layers you're going to find to somebody you're just pulling off the street versus somebody who's already got like, 250,000 followers let's just say you know yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I want to ask you though because I know you've obviously been asked your casting story a million times so I'm not going to ask you that but I'm more so want (laughs) to I'm more so just want to ask you know what was Melinda like growing up like what was her you know upbringing like what were you into like prior to going on to the real world Okay, um, I was a bit of a wild child. Uh, <laughs> um, I loved, I was very independent. I loved going, doing, seeing everything, but I hadn't really traveled a whole lot. The first flight that I took was to Punta Cana 
with a girlfriend when I was 19. And then after that, it wasn't until I was 21 when they flew me uh, for real world to Kentucky for interviewing. But I knew at some point in my life, like I was, I was going to get out of Wisconsin. It's funny that I live here now, but um, I always felt like I had just big things planned for me. Um, I am a rock girl at heart. I was always like big into rock music. I was a theater major in high school. I actually went to an art school where you did four hours a day of your major. So whether it was theater, dance, music. Um, and I think that made me a lot of who I am too. Um, great upbringing, mom, dad, older sister, Still, all of us were thick as thieves. I mean, if you come for my sister, that means you're coming for me sort of <laughs> relationship. Um, and my mom is hun Hungarian. So she's a, oh, cool. she has a hun feisty Hungarian blood in her, which I think I can keep down low. But if you piss me off enough, it'll come out. But I get that from my mom. <laughs> um, and my dad is from Germany. So I have two foreign parents. Um, so, you know, it's funny, those eating challenges don't bother me because I was brought up with a lot of really weird foods, you know, blood tongue sausage and, uh, they call them cannibal sandwiches, which mm -hmm. is like your raw hamburger. I was brought up on that. So, uh, kind of funny how, you know, full circle there, but I had a great childhood. Um, one thing about me, I don't know if a lot of people know, but when I was 16, I got into a really bad car accident. I was a passenger. Oh, wow. I was in a coma for three days. They didn't know if I if I came out of it, if I was you know, what status I was going to be in because I had uh, bleeds in my brain um, and I ended up coming out of it. Really, I would say I lost memory like I there's a lot from growing up that I don't remember. Um, but for the most part, you know, I used to play guitar. I lost that. I was I was actually pretty fluent in French, lost that, which is completely bizarre to me that those are the two things you lose. Um, but I'm like, Hey, I got my life and I didn't have any, you know, real disability from it. So, um, that too is something that I think made me who I am. Mm -hmm. uh, so even though it sucked, I'm sure for my family and what they had to go through, it made me, um, appreciate life more. I think it gave mm -hmm. me that like zest for life. Like anything can happen at any moment, you know, do the things that you want to do. Would you happen to remember by any chance if that ever came up during the interview process, like the coma that you had? I'm sure it did. Yeah. I mean, during the, the interviews for real world, you talk about literally everything. I mean, mm -hmm. there is not a stone that was unturned and it's up to you to be open about it. I mean, they, they don't force you to talk about anything, but me, like I said, like I, you know, let's talk if you want to know, you know, something, you know, especially back then, oh my God, I was like wild. So I was like, I was whatever. I didn't care what people thought, you know, sort of personality. So I'm sure that it came up. I'm would be more than positive. I hear there's like a big thing during these interviews where they almost want you to cry. I don't know if that happened with you, but I hear a lot of like <laughs> people in this process end up crying. Well, I am an emotional person, <laughs> so uh, I'm sure I did cry uh, probably uh, multiple times. <laughs> um, I try to hold it in now as an adult. I do my best to kind of stifle that. But um, when you're going through those interviews, I actually went and had the same two people interview me the entire time I was interviewing, mm -hmm. except for the very last interview when they flew 
meow to Los Angeles. Um, so I started getting really close to them. Like you start to feel super comfortable and you're like, they, they know me, they know my history. So they knew what they were doing to make it really easy. So I guarantee you, I cried multiple times during that interview process. And you also mentioned too about being in, um, you know, theater. Did you ever have uh, aspirations to possibly be an actress or anything? I did. Um, so when I was in high school, I was like dead set on moving to Los Angeles. I wanted to go to UCLA. That was the big thing for me. Um, and kind of have, this is going to sound funny, but dentistry as my backup plan. Okay. Um, <laughs> <which> is, <laughs> whose backup plan is that, right? Um, but I always, like, I loved movies. I loved acting. After high school, I did some college theater. And then I also did community theater for a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, I haven't done anything, though, since I was probably 21, I would say, um, in that realm. But, yeah, I wanted to go out and act and see what I was made of for sure. But then when I got into that car accident, it literally took the wind out of my sails where I didn't even apply to college. I like so that was my junior year. It was December of my junior year that it happened. And that whole next year, I was a different person. And my mom had put me in to therapy and the therapist basically said like she had brain trauma like you're gonna have to just give her some time because I was mean I was angry I was frustrated for a long time um you know obviously it's trauma it's something that you go through that is not easy um but so I didn't even apply to college and then on a whim it was like a light bulb went off I'm going to be honest probably three months before enrollment ended to UW-Milwaukee and that's where I ended up going um and it's kind of sad but if that car accident didn't happen then maybe I would have went to UCLA and that's a whole different life you know and right so I maybe never did real world and blah 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 blah. you know the butterfly effect um so things happened the way that it did and I'm, I'm not really mad about any of it but Wow, that is really nutty. Like the course of history kind of not not even for better or for worse, because like obviously everything still worked out great and such. Yeah. But yeah. So But I'm a believer in the butterfly effect. Um that you know, you change one thing and it it's gonna offset your life into a different path and course. And doesn't mean at some point it, it wraps back around to where you're supposed to be, but I also like to believe that things that happen that are stupid, like let's say you're leaving and your belt loop gets stuck on a door handle or you get stuck behind geese crossing the road or something. Mm -hmm. I always like to think it's the universe's way of keeping you from something happening that's, you know, disastrous or you're not supposed to see somebody or whatever it is. As weird as that sounds, it's probably, mm -hmm. it probably makes me sound like I'm crazy, but I like to believe that helps me not get so mad in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's one thing you're probably not missing from L.A. This no, <laughs> no. And then when I lived in Boston for a little while, that was awful traffic, too. They call them mass holes. Mm -hmm. The drivers have like, oh, <laughs> my God. Like, but. Well, I'm sure you I mean, I, I don't want to make assumptions, but I know like when people get off their shows, they tend to go on these, you know, booking tours and everything in like L.A. and like New York and all these cities coming off the show. I have to assume you at least made a. Your rounds through LA post show. Oh my show. god! Yeah, I we went everywhere. I mean, uh, Danny and I were the 
we were requested. I mean, I feel like I visited almost every state three or four times. Like it, it was just madness. Um, the first, I would say from 2005 to probably 2008, 2009 ish, 2009, I think it started kind of fizzling out. They didn't really weren't doing many of like the bar tours and stuff, but the bars, the colleges, we were everywhere. I mean, it was, it that was a tough life too. I know this sounds like, Oh my God, this chick is whining about traveling and getting to meet people. But you know, I would come home two days a month, maybe. Wow. And the rest of the time I was traveling and you're living out of a suitcase and you're not eating well, you're not sleeping well, you're drinking all the time. It was a lot. I mean, it was fun and perfect for 21, 22 year old <laughs> Melinda. Um, but looking back at it, I'm like, holy crap, like how did I survive that? But yeah, Los Angeles and too, like I still feel that way when I, when I fly to Los Angeles, I get like this sense of feeling like I'm home. Like it's a mm. weird, I don't know. I don't know what that is. So maybe in another life I lived there, who knows? <laughs> that stuff you hear about with like rock stars and stuff, like with the living out of the, the suitcase lifestyle mm. and just rinse and repeat every night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was buying clothes just to wear them out. And so it's funny too, because so when I went on Fresh Meat, I hadn't been home, honestly, and probably like... Mm, I'm going to say at least three weeks. And so I had so much luggage with me. Then we flew to New York to film the reunion and left two days later for, or yeah, two days later for the challenge. So I had so many books. I'm a bookworm. I, I mean, mm -hmm. it was before Kindle. So like you didn't just have <laughs> a thousand books on your Kindle. Like I probably like five books and then like six different pairs of high heels, you know, stuff for the reunion, didn't know what we were mm -hmm. going to wear. And then of course, fresh meat, the elimination is based on how much luggage you have along with you. <laughs> I was like, okay, I look like I'm this crazy overpacker here, but uh, it is what it is. That's another thing too, like the contrast, like then versus now, like something is so like, cheeky as like oh how much like luggage is in your you know suitcase is ultimately going to determine like how this yeah. elimination is going to go down and then you look at today you see people like jumping from like moving truck to moving oh truck. yeah it's so, yeah it's so nutty it's different for sure <laughs> but i mean like i i think most of the people who went on all stars we were hoping for those stupid you know like tina will call them backyard games or she has a name for it something like that um but I was hoping for like a mix between the two and no, we got full on challenge mode. There was yeah. no like baby challenges that we were doing. <laughs> they were like, you wanted to come back? Well then here you go. Mm -hmm. Coming off the show, I know like a lot of um, people I've interviewed have talked about this. When returning to normal life, it can be like a bit of a culture shock because when you're around cameras like all day, every day for, like, I'm assuming it was what, like three months when you were filming or something for like real that? real world? Yeah. yeah, we were, it was almost like to the day, three months, we were the shortest real world ever. Oh, wow. Um, most of them, I think in the contract, it even said they could have you up to a year. Um, but we were like, we started, I feel like it was like January 30th. Um, and we ended beginning of like the first of May or something. It was really, really short. But yeah, acclimating back after that was, that was hard. And we didn't have like, thankfully almost we didn't have social media back then mm -hmm. so that's like a whole nother realm that you have to deal with coming back um but yeah it's it's like a mind game you know you're like in this bubble 
Real world isn't as bad, though, as the challenges. The real world, because we could still call home. We could leave the house when we wanted to. We could go out and see people. The challenge is harder when you're, like, it, like coming home from season two. And, like, I was there 40 days, came home, messed up ankle. Mentally, I was like, I have to come back home to being, like, a mom. And, you know, just, it, that's not easy. And I think now they're starting to offer therapy, which is a good yeah. <laughs> probably helps yeah, yeah you would think yeah we all need it I, you know even if it's not with the show I think we all need a little therapy mm-hmm. <laughs> did you did you know oh no 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 I didn't probably wasn't saying anything important anyway um <laughs> That's not true. I'm joking um so within that moment like what you're obviously in that bubble filming did you get the sense that like your relationship with Danny was going to be such like a focal point when this thing came out or was this not even anything you thought about? Um, I think back then I was honestly, I said it a couple times, but I was just like such a wild child, just such like a free spirit. And I didn't know what to expect, obviously going into the show. But once I was there, like as soon as we got into the house, like when, okay. So when I first met Danny on the Hill, Mount Bonnell, I'm just like a hill, whatever, Mount Bonnell. Um, you're very, like, aware of the cameras. And you're very, like, how do I look? Or, you know, you're, like, you're just like, oh, my God, don't say anything stupid or don't fall. And then as soon as we got into the house and you kind of got your bearings and you met everybody, they almost, like, the cameras just kind of became fixtures. Like, even though if there's a person with a, you know, physical person with a camera yeah. in the house, near you I was so just into the experiment I'll call it an experiment um and I kind of just was like just living my life didn't even think about it didn't even care and like now I'd probably be more cautious of like you know saying and doing things but back then it was just like just living our life and I, I I guess enjoying this new kind of relationship and the excitement of being there I never gave it much thought you know, that, okay, this is only going to be centered around us. And plus we had so much stuff. I mean, we had, you know, Danny obviously getting hit and his mom passing away. Uh, Nehemiah and Rachel were fighting all the time. Mm-hmm. Wes and Johanna's relationship. So did I think it was going to be like a lot of just me and Danny? No, I didn't. But at the same time, our relationship was chaotic in the house. I mean, it was a lot that, you know, he was going through a lot. I was learning a lot about myself and, you know, so did I think it was going to be as big of a focal point? No. Did I care at that point in my life if it was going to be? I didn't. <laughs> Do you think the, like, show and the atmosphere of it, like, heightens the relationship, do you feel like? Or did oh, you feel, absolutely. like, pressured, I should say? Yeah, I feel like when you're you're there, I mean, even, like, in the challenge setting, too, I feel like for most people, it's, like, these are the people that you're constantly around. And, like, for me and Danny, like, it was obviously a a connection that we had instantly there was an attraction right away but then you know I I don't know I can't speak for everybody but I feel like for me I think that there was definitely the the pressure in the house because you like somebody and you're around them all the time like if I could go home to my own apartment and not be with him 24 7 maybe it wouldn't have been as escalated as it was or moved as fast as it did Mm if I could go and just kind of have my own free time and space. Um, 
after the show, though, I will say, I think it was tough for the both of us. It was, you know, a lot of touring and drinking and all that, like I had said. And then you have a relationship on top of it. And then you also have pressure from fans and people. And so, like, we would get into fights and, you know... We st- I feel like we stuck it out probably longer than we should have, I think, for the both of us. I think we probably felt the same way about that. Um, I can't speak for him, but, you know, I feel like we felt that pressure from outside people. Like, even, you know, to this day, like, if I post a picture of my husband, somebody's going to write on there, that's not Danny. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, we haven't been together since 2009. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's time to move on. <laughs> oh my god yeah i i noticed that too it's like there's a little bit of a time machine element with um the fans watching the shows they think that if they saw something from 2005 that it happened five minutes ago <laughs> yeah well i mean you always think of like jessica simpson and nick lachey together yeah. or you know Brittany and just not that i'm comparing myself to them i'm just saying like you have these couples that you felt like you were a part of their life and a real world it's more because you literally watched our life, I, I understand that, but I'm like, man, it's time to let that one go. <laughs> I, I, I look at that situation and like, I can only imagine how difficult it had to have been to kind of come off the show with like all these different eyeballs, like looking at like your relationship. And although it's reality TV and it's supposed to be like reality, like it's, it's real. There is sort of like a little bit of an element to it. I feel like too, of feeling like you sort of have to uphold an image that the fans see on screen of like this perfect relationship. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 So, and I mean, mm -hmm. nobody's relationship is perfect at all ever. And I mean, what you see and what goes on behind closed doors are obviously two very, very different things. And we kind of got to skate by a little bit, I think, because social media wasn't what it was today. I mean, there was blogs and stuff, but I mean, I I think that when we'd go to these appearances and stuff too, it was like people wanted to see us together. We were booked together, you know? Mm -hmm. So even if we were in an argument or we didn't like each other that day for whatever reason it was, yeah, you had to kind of give this facade that everything's okay and we're this happy couple you know, because that's, you're getting paid to, to do that. It was, it was crazy. It was, it was a lot. <laughs> I, think I, I think I even read, it. I don't think you guys were living together either, right? Like off the show. Um, so in 2005, I moved out to, we moved out to Boston. Um, and I lived there until 2007, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got married in 2008 and um separated in 2009 but from 2007 on even the year we were married we did not live together which is a whole nother thing it's like who does that you know it's like i think we both knew you know Mm -hmm. as as, as sad as it is i think we both knew it just you know i think maybe the pressures we felt and maybe we wanted it to be more than it was ever supposed to be maybe it was supposed to just be just a you know just a in the house situation and I am somebody who runs with their feelings and especially back then and so I think you know maybe we did something wrong in letting it go on as long as we did but I still have nothing but love for him there's I don't wish him any ill will or anything I hope he's happy in his life um but probably should have just been a showman and that mm-hmm. was it. <laughs> 
were you guys ever approached about a homecoming season um, with, with Austin? Yes, we were approached. Um, and I feel like we all kind of were in agreement to do it. And then it's been crickets for, I think, for across the board. I, we haven't heard anything of homecoming, you know, even any whispers or anything. So I don't know if that's just something that they're putting on a hiatus for a little bit um, or if it's ever going to happen again. I don't know. Wow. So, like, yeah. no, there was no holdouts amongst the cast? Like, as far as you know, everybody was on board? I think Johanna was the one who was kind of, like, skeptical on if she wanted to do it. And we just told her, like, there's always the option to leave. You know, like, if you're there and you don't like it, I think she was worried it was going to affect her career um, that she has in England mm -hmm. as, you know, she does um, reporting and that's her. I can't, I'm not going to speak for her. I, I don't want to say anything wrong, but like, you know, she's commercials and that sort of stuff. Um, but we all kind of were like, you know, don't take this opportunity away from us. And I think that, I think once she got there and maybe we all hashed out whatever stupid stuff needed to be hashed out, I think we'd also change homecoming a little bit by having some fun too. You know, I've, mm -hmm. I haven't watched the homecomings, but I've heard they're pretty serious. They've all been, you know, um, and I, I should watch them. I'd love to watch them. Uh, just <laughs> have time. <laughs> um, but I think it would be awesome for us to go back. I think it would be therapeutic. But I also think, like, we'd have those moments that people are dying to see and, you know, reuniting with each other and how that's going to play out. But I also think that we would really also have some fun together. So we'll yeah, see. Pro it'd probably be a nice change of pace considering, like, you guys – in terms of the other, because I think the first three homecomings they did were all kind of like throwback seasons. Yeah, right. So like, you know, might have been a little bit of a different dynamic with like a um, season like yours that was later on. So that might have been fun. Um, and I mean, I feel like right now is the time to strike while the iron's hot because people are very nostalgic about, you know, those years, like 2005 to probably 2010. I mean, people want to see this. And these shows are, other shows are coming back. And I think it's great that they brought those other three seasons back, but it would have probably been nice to bring one. I, I don't know if they were trying to go in order, if that's what they were doing. That was the but, initial plan. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense. But I think like the people that are wanting to watch these are people that are more like in my age group where it's like, you know, Key West and um, San Diego or yeah, San Diego, Austin, like those sorts of seasons where it's like, that's who really wants to watch right now. Like, for me, the three seasons that were on, I maybe saw a few episodes of those when they aired, you know, but I don't really, I know the people, but I don't really, I didn't watch those seasons, so it's a little different for me. But I'll definitely, at some point, give it give mm -hmm. it a watch, because I'm interested. It's, you know, I'm sure yeah. it's great TV, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't know if you've ever seen, like, clips or heard anything, like, as far as, like, when people refer to the phrase Mount Rushmore when they give, like, their four best of something. Do you know? Mm -hmm. Are you familiar? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask you now, since your season's, uh, you know, referred to in very high regard, did you have, like, a uh, Mount Rushmore of real-world seasons? Like, your four, um, in your opinion, best seasons? Um, well, I have two for sure. I loved San Francisco. I, I was mm. obsessed with Rachel, um, okay. in San Francisco. Actually, it was really funny. One time I did an event with Cyrus. This was probably 2005, 2006. And he's like, oh, I'm, you know, she's dating Sean. Sean's my buddy. 
he got Rachel on the phone. We were in the car, Ubering, or not Ubering, we were on a taxi to whatever bar we were going to. And I literally, like, I was sweating to talk to Rachel on the phone. Like, it's so funny. But I think that season was just insane, obviously, with Pedro and with Puck. But that was, that's when I first started getting into uh, real world. And then um, I loved San Diego. Mm -hmm. You know, I loved Frankie and Brad and everybody. Like, I just, that was one that I watched. And then I, I liked Paris a lot. I know it wasn't like a highly voted, like ranked season. Um, but I, I really enjoyed watching that season. And then I didn't really watch much after the season I was on. I just didn't have time to. Then I guess so. you guys could be the the fourth one on the. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you have to get it probably to um, Vegas, maybe. Yeah, Vegas is probably up there. Um, I don't think I watched that whole season. I remember watching clips of it. But, like, San Francisco, I mean, I was, like, glued. I was pretty young, too. Probably shouldn't have been watching it at that age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's back when, like, uh, television, your, your parents kind of keep you away from watching certain things. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, we, I don't even think we had MTV. I had to, like, go to a friend's house to watch MTV, so. Mm-hmm. I, I often wonder how, like, you were able to make Battle of the Seasons work, like, that that close removed from 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 the breakup yeah i wonder how i did that myself too um i think i had the safety net of wes and lacy being there mm -hmm. and i thought like you know i also didn't we didn't know initially that it was going to be battle of the seasons so i was actually looking forward to like okay i'm going to do one of these and danny's going to be on it but what he does isn't going to affect me and that obviously <laughs> didn't pan out that way. Because I think I had a pretty good showing on Cutthroat as far as how far I got into the game. Um, but, yeah, it was awkward. It was weird. Um, I can't say much more than that, honestly. It, yeah. I don't know. And as soon as, like, Wes and Lacey went home, I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> yeah, I I'm glad Lacey um, got a shot on the show. But, like, if I'm, like, just a fly on the wall in the production meeting, too, I have to assume that production really wanted, like, a Wes and Johanna, you and Danny on the same team yeah. type of yeah. type of dynamic. And Johanna had said she was done. Like, she yeah. wasn't going to do it anymore. So, I mean, that, I, I can't even imagine what that would have looked like, though, the four of us. Honestly, I, you know, a, a real world or, like, a homecoming setting is one thing because you're there to live your life and especially homecoming. It's like you're rehashing things. You're talking about them. A challenge setting is not the place to do any of those things. Mm -hmm. So I, I can't even imagine what that would have looked like. <laughs> <laughs> the four of us, it would have been a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. Like when you came back for, um, you know, all stars too, even people, I saw a lot of people, they noticed like, obviously your improvement as a competitor like you were definitely referred to as like one of the because with all-stars it was an opportunity for a lot of cast members that maybe you know didn't have like the best success like on the challenge the first time around to come back this time around and like reinvent themselves mm -hmm. and i definitely saw that a lot of people were giving you your flowers as far as like improvement on being a competitor um was was that conscious on your end did you like prepare hard going into this or do you think like things just kind of shuck out better for you this time 
Well, I've always, I would say I've always stayed pretty active. Um, but I had had, um, you know, baby in 2019 and then I had my miscarriage in April, March or April of 2021. And so I hadn't even been able to really get really back into shape because I, you have to wait like six weeks postpartum and all that. Um, but then I was, I was back in the gym again. I mean, my endurance is pretty good. Um, but it wasn't like I, I honestly, I thought I was going for a two week vacation. So Mm -hmm. I had, you know, it was (laughs) like, I would go in the gym, you know, it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't like I had it in my head. I was going to be on main cast. So I wasn't thinking that it's just, I've, I think I've always been an athletic person. I think that for the first time in my life, I just know what I'm made of. And I'm not this, like in my twenties, I was definitely a people pleaser. And I wanted everybody to like me and then secretly, I don't care if you like me or not, but it would still eat me up. It would like, if somebody didn't like me, it was like, Oh my God, why don't they like me? And now I'm like, well, I probably don't really like you either. So it's okay. You know? And I think it took me a long time to get to that point. Um, but I think I'm just more confident and secure in who I am than I was in my twenties where I won't let, you know, like I, I feel like I've always had it in me. It's always been mm-hmm. there. It's just knowing what I could see in myself. But I appreciate people giving me the flowers, as you say. I will absolutely take it. I pushed myself um, harder than I thought I could. But I like, especially in the final, I knew what I had in me and I knew that I could give it my all. And I would love to have seen what I could have been capable of doing if my I wouldn't have hurt my ankle. Honestly, I mean, and Nehemiah was such a phenomenal partner. Um but he was definitely encouraging. And, you know, even when I, the first time I rolled my ankle, he wasn't near me. I told him to to run ahead because we were going to a memory wall. And he said that was you know harder for him to that. And I said, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep it at a jog because I know that I can maintain this long, you know, whatever. So he ran ahead and that's when I ended up rolling my ankle. And then it happened three more times, like in succession after that. And it was like so messed up. And he was by me the last time that it happened. And I was like, so mad. Like I, I promised him if we made it to a final and we were a pair that I would give every single thing that I had in me to prove to him, like, you know, however we ended up as partners, you got a good partner and I will, you know, do whatever I could. But he was like super encouraging and just like, it's not over. It's mm-hmm. a long way to go. And, you know, if we need to stop, we'll stop. But, you know, it, I, I think if it was somebody else who would have been like mean or like pushing me too hard, maybe I would have given up, you know, and been like, well, if they're going to be like this, F you. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I'm not going to ruin my ankle further just to prove something to you. But so I think I think I didn't know what I had in me. Because I never gave it a thought. And so I mm. finally realized who I was. I think I had the support of a really good partner. I also had support from the King's Palace, obviously, too, with that. Like, we, through everything, we had each other's backs. And I also think that the setting, I loved being there. Like, I really had fun while I was there. Even, you know, like, I had Tyler and Ryan and, like, Tina. And that was was a new friendship for me. And, like, I just had so many people that I just vibed with that and, like me and Katie, oh my God, the laughs that we had, it was just, it it felt different. So I think mm-hmm. all of those things in conjunction made it, made me believe in myself and I needed that. 
Right. I compare your situation to if you see sometimes with like, let's just say like a professional athlete, right? Like they may go in their original, like they're under their original team and then maybe it doesn't work out for one way or another. And then let's just say they go to a different team, you know, the support system's better. Everything's just clicking and the environment's better. You start to see them believe in themselves a little bit more. And then like, you know, the results start to show. I think maybe with you, maybe just because you had people around you and you were enjoying yourself on this go around, like maybe that's what you needed to kind of light that fire under you. Yeah. And it was a a good change for me. Like I said, I was kind of like leading up to it. I was kind of drowning and just, it was just a change that I needed. And then it was like, I got to reflect on what I had gone through that past year, like everything that was hard for me. And it was like, I can rise above this. I can be better and and not have to like shy away from just letting myself be fully drenched in this situation and give it my all. What do I have to lose? Like if I give it my all and I still suck, well then, Hey, but I think it was a perfect storm for me to actually shine. Mm-hmm. What What's the recovery uh, look like? Did it all come along well? Yeah, so I am good now. I am mm-hmm. back to 100%. Um, I have every, like every once in a while, like on a rainy day or something, it just feels a little tight, you know, but then I'll just do some band work and it's fine. But running is fine. Lifting is fine. Um, you know, kind of like sideways juking or whatever. Yeah. Balance beams, anything like that. It's fine. It seems like I'm, I'm 100%. But um, in between, so when I went on season two, it, then I hurt my ankle. It was six weeks in between two and three. Mm-hmm. And so I got clearance from the doctor. Everything was feeling fine. And then I think that that drop just, it hit my ankle. Like I hit my foot the wrong way and then it messed it up. Like the next morning after, um, I'm talking about season three, if I'm, you're supposed to be in my head and follow me. I hope you are. No, I understood <laughs> what you meant. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I couldn't even walk the, my, the bathroom was like three feet from my bed and I couldn't even make it there. And, um, that was gut wrenching for me. I literally cried all day and the paramedics came to check me and they were like, Oh, just, you know, stay off of it for a week. You know, how am I going to do that? Right. In the setting. And, um, but so then I continued PT after, and then got back into working out and it, it feels great. Actually. I, forget about it that's anything even happened to it so thanks for asking yeah for one way for one reason or another it just seems like you and tina in an elimination was just not (laughs) meant to happen (laughs) i know and we have talked we're like so scared like we do another one together they're just purposely gonna put us in you know (laughs) to like see who's who's gonna actually compete or win but i hope that never happens because she has become such a dear friend of mine and i don't you know i hate when you see even if I don't like the people, I hate when I see friends going against each other in eliminations. I just hate it. It's like, it's icky. So. Yeah. Because you, you don't get like the same motivation level as you would against yeah. like somebody you're just, you know, maybe casual with. Yeah. So. And then your win doesn't feel as much like a win or your loss hurts, you know, like it's. Yeah. So it's funny how it, it ended up working out. Like. Tina and I had just started becoming close on season two. So it's not like she quit for me, you know, it it was her own things that were going on and the way the house felt for her. And then season three was obviously an an injury, but I would, I would hate to see it. I hope it doesn't happen. (laughs) 
since we're on the topic of Tina, I, I have to bring up because you were like, I don't even know if this was necessarily like, or you didn't even realize in the moment, but you became like inadvertently quotable when you asked her if she wanted green tea. <laughs> I know. It's so funny to me. And it was just like, for me, what's calming? What's cal- I right. like a cup of tea, quiet, you know, maybe a book, a bath, you know, something. And it's so it's funny that that became a thing. You know, I didn't expect it Such to be. Such a throwaway comment. Yeah. I just I wanted know. her to just be, you know, not the pot banging Tina. I wanted her to just, you know, be chill, Tina. Because that's a good Tina, too. I mean, I love, I like all the Tinas. I have come to just really embrace all of them. I think she is, you know, she's somebody who I think that over the years, she's had her own growth. And I think back on Fresh Meat with her, I don't think I even said two words to her, honestly. Mm, You know, and back then, she would have eaten me alive because I had no confidence in myself. And she had, you know, her buddies on the show. And so we never had that chance to connect. And it's one of the things I'm really grateful for, for season two, is that I got to have this chance with Tina to connect with her and to have this friendship. And like, I absolutely adore that girl. Um, And maybe that never would have happened. You know, maybe I would have continued to think like, you know, they, they, she got the labeled mean girl from back in the day, which, you know, like everybody likes a good villain on a TV show. That's what makes it, you know, shows good. But mm-hmm. I think she's had growth over the years where she didn't want to be that person anymore. And like, not that she had ever done anything to me that I know of, you know, back then. I Yeah. Um, but I think that that's one of the testaments to all stars is that we've all been through some shit and we've all had some growth from it. And it is what it is, I guess. Well, can we be expecting Melinda on a future? All Stars show if the opportunity presents itself. What it, what it... Um, I'll never say never. I think I would. I would really like to go on another one to really just try to prove to myself that I can win a final. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wish that it would it would be just like you go like a tough mutter situation. You know, like you go and you just get to give it your all for a day, sort of setting and like just to see like in this group setting what I'm capable of because I felt. I feel really good and really strong about my showing, you know, in a final, I did it on an injury and I mean, we did so good. So I feel like I want that redemption and, you know, going back on season three and having to leave because of the injury, uh, it was a tough pill to swallow. So I would, I think I'd love to go back at some point just has to be timing. It's hard, you know, with two kids and, um, now another dog. Yeah. Now two, now two (laughs) dogs. But, um, so yeah, I, I think that, you know, my, I'm, my, I'm open to it. I'm like stumbling over my words, but I'm open to it. I won't say no. Um, so we'll see. I did get, actually, I did get a call for season 39, which was a big surprise to me because I was like, oh my God, why would they want me on with like the big dogs? You know, like that's, that's two and a half months of filming, but I was either, pregnant or just really right postpartum when they were going to leave. I don't remember which it was, but so I had to turn that one down, but, um, which I haven't even watched the season yet, which is sad because usually I'm every night, you know, watching when it's airing. Um, but so yeah, another long, long winded story for you. <laughs> wow. Season 39. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people thought you, you and Neo, cause I was it 38 was ride or dies. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think many people thought you and Nehemiah would have been a mm. 
possibility for that one as well. So I feel like they put the feelers out to Nehemiah uh, to see if I would be interested before they made any phone calls is kind of, and um, I feel like he told them I wouldn't do it because Mm -hmm. of how long it is. Um, So they maybe didn't even, you know, ask me about it. But I think at that stage of my life, I don't think I would have been able to have made it happen anyways. But he's a true ride or die for me. I mean, I, I absolutely adore him. Mm-hmm. Oh, what are they afraid to? Were they afraid to ask you or something? <laughs> they thought you, know, you might maybe, bite. Yeah, maybe they thought like they just he knew me enough that like yeah. you know maybe they were gauging his interest and seeing. Well, do you think Melinda would do it? So, okay. I, don't, I don't know that for sure. I can't say that with complete certainty because Nehemiah is a bit of a jokester too. So sometimes it's like, is he telling me <laughs> the truth here? What really happened? But so yeah. yeah. Well, all right. This was a ton of fun. So I'm yeah, glad that uh, we were able so to make. Fast. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad that we were able to make this happen. Um, you know, like you said, you were an open book, and I'm glad that we were able to do this. This was this was great. Thank you, and I would love to come on again sometime. Maybe <laughs> we can. Yeah, maybe we'll have something to uh, discuss in the future. I mean, maybe if um, you're ever watching any of the uh, possible seasons coming up, maybe we sure. can do like a, a recap or something. Yeah, you. I'll let, let you know. know. Yeah, you're a wonderful interviewer. You're very professional and you are an absolute sweetheart. So thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Have a great rest (laughs) of your week. You too. Bye bye. Bye.